Well, hey there, everyone. This is Dave DeBow here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in from beautiful Austin, Texas. My goodness, that's one of my favorite cities in the States, Mike, for sure. I visited there a couple of years ago. Love the place. We've got Mr. Mike Ayala. Mike, how are you doing today? Dave, I'm phenomenal. I appreciate you having me on the show and just look forward to it. Yeah, man. So we're in for a real treat here today, you guys, because Mike's been in and around real estate for a long time in all sorts of different capacities. He's got a heavy-duty experience and background in construction. I believe when I was reading, Mike, you've been involved in over 2,000 uh, projects, well over a billion dollars involved there. You've been doing that since you're a young guy, age 24, I believe, and then got into investing actively as well and has done all sorts of things and focuses these days, I believe, on mobile home parks and has raised tens of millions of dollars, upwards of 70 million raised for, for capital deals. And he's a podcaster. He's got an amazing podcast called Investing for Freedom and a speaker as well. So Mike, really looking forward to our conversation. Dave, I am too. I'm interested in just chatting with you and having a good time. It'll be fun. Well, when we were kind of setting up our interview for today, I asked you, what do you like to talk about when you're being interviewed? Because you interview all sorts of other people, but what do you like to talk about? And you said, you like this concept of the whole life millionaire. And that really kind of piqued my curiosity because I'm somewhat familiar with whole life insurance, but I'm not all that familiar with whole life millionaires. So I thought, hey, you know, I've done 200 and some episodes, but this will be the first one where we talk about being a whole life millionaire. So let's take a dive into that. What's yeah, well, it, in fairness too, or I guess full disclosure, I actually borrowed that term from a mentor of mine, Rock Thomas. And you know, a lot of the guys in GoBundance, I'm in a group called GoBundance. And that's kind of like the focus there. You know, it's the tagline in GoBundance is healthy, wealthy, generous men who lead epic lives. And, you know, I realized at an early age, and I'm feel fortunate about that. I mean, if there's a scripture in the Bible that says, What does it profit a man to gain the whole world but to lose his soul? And I heard that years ago and I shifted that immediately. The framework in my mind was, what does it profit me? To, to gain all this you know, wealth and possessions and material things and yet lose my family and, and lose my life in general. And so when I heard Rock Thomas say whole life millionaire, I just kind of borrowed that. But really the concept is just making sure that we're thriving in all areas of life and not just in the financial realm. And I think we're, you know, people really struggle with that because I, I think there's this kind of preconceived or prepackaged idea that you know, we have to sacrifice one thing to have another. And I just don't think that's true. I think we can have our business. I think we can have our marriage. I think we can have our relationship with our children and have a healthy life and friendship. So that's kind of the concept. Very, very cool. So besides, so it sounds like you kind of dialed into that quite a while ago. You might not have known it under that concept, but I think it's been important to you for a long time. So when did you kind of first really kind of realize there's more to life than just making a buck? And, and then know, what did you do with it? And how did... How did that transform your life? Yeah. So I have to give a, you know, some credit to my wife. We met early. We met in high school. And you know, she really, together, we kind of shaped that. We were married at an early age. I was 20. She was 19. But we really, you know, even at a young age, we're really designing our life. And I think that's the key in all this is just being intentional about what you really want. You know, I talk about this all the time on my podcast, and it's super simple. But just a simple five-part question that I always reframe. What do I really want? Why do I want it? What am I going to do to get it? Measure results and adjust. And so to answer your question from an early age, my wife and I just decided that we were going to make memories over possessions. I think you alluded to that in the beginning. 
what I realized is that we can have both. I mean, we've had multiple, you know, exits, we've got a great real estate portfolio. And the reality is sometimes by by designing your life and realizing that we want to have relationships first, sometimes it makes it actually easier to go out and build an empire or create, you know, cash flow or decide what you want. And so again, I owe a lot of that to my wife, but also just to kind of interject this, as a young guy, my dad was, you know, he was uh, he had a lot of trouble. I mean, he was a drug addict, he was addicted to alcohol, he was in and out of my life all the time, he was abusive. And so I learned a lot from my dad about what I didn't want to be and how I didn't want to show up in life and you know, I think that's kind of the key. I mean, those two things kind of shaped me and from the time we started having kids, which was a year after we got married, I put a huge emphasis on making sure that I was always there for my family. I'm in a group called Front Row Dads now, but I always had the concept of I was going to be a front row dad. I was going to be there front and center. I wasn't going to miss games. You know, I remember my grandpa taking me to baseball games and my parents being gone. And I think those little things just really anchored me. And I said, I'm not going to be that dad. I'm not going to let my business, you know, consume me. I'm not going to let my job consume me. I'm going to be there for my family. All right. Well, I mean, that is phenomenal and it sounds wonderful. And I'm sure some people that are listening or watching this are going, Okay, that really sounds great, but how the hell do you actually do it, Mike? So what are what are we can't dive too deep into it, but what are some you know big broad stroke suggestions you might have for people, myself included, who might be a little bit on the type A go, go, go personality style, who've kind of bought into, hey, the whole idea of whole life balance is probably not gonna happen. How do you get started? switching not only your mindset about that, but your actions around that? What would you suggest to me? I'm going to reference a couple you know, people that have had big impacts on my life and some things that they taught me. Number one was Chet Holmes, and he wrote a book called The Ultimate Sales Machine. And in there, and this That's has nothing- probably to... my favorite business book of all time, my friend. I, I would have to agree with that. You know, I take so many lessons that are not necessarily, you know, Chet was talking in there about pig-headed discipline. Mm. And what he was talking about was within the business, you know, like got a minutes and eliminating, you know, any any principle that he was teaching in business, he said we have to have pig-headed discipline. You have to keep coming back to that because everything is going to come in and try to steal that from you, Dave, whether it's productivity or whether it's, you know, keeping your family first. And so the first thing I would say is just deciding. We make a whole bunch of excuses in life. You know, I've heard this so many times while well, I'm doing it for my family. The reason why, you know, I'm missing this event or whatever is because I'm making money. Well, that's all true, but you're making a decision. There's the old saying that when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. Well, when you intentionally say yes to your job or your career or your business over and over and over, you're also intentionally saying no to your family. And so, you know, that's kind of harsh and forward, but the reality is we decide. And there was a couple periods, and I know we don't have a lot of time to go into this, but there was a couple periods where I got out of balance and I let work get in the way. And one quick example, you know, I flew home early from a, a trip, my wife's grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary. And I ended up flying home early because we had so many projects going on and my partner was screaming and didn't have enough employees. And, and on the way home, my family got in a rollover accident. My sister-in-law was driving 85 miles an hour, three-lane highway. She, you know, looked down for a second, rolled the vehicle. And, you know, if if I hadn't left, I would be the one driving because I always drove. And so you know, did the universe do that to me? No, but it was just a moment where, you know, it was a little course correction back. Everybody was fine. You know, my wife was pretty beat up and the kids were good though. But those are the little things that, you know, I made a conscious decision to leave my family in Wyoming 
and come back home. And there's one other experience, which I won't go into right now, but it's really just setting the intention. And so, yeah, it's difficult. It's always going to be difficult. And if I could give any little clue or hint that I think has really made me successful, it's leveraging, you know, part of your whole world is leveraging other people's capital and money and teaching people how to do that. And I think that's such a noble cause because that's a win-win. But at the same time, when we start thinking about leveraging other people's gifts and talents and ability, you know, we'll invest, we'll invest 10 grand in a, in a piece of real estate, no problem. Because you, know, you put 10 grand into it or put 100 grand into it, whatever the number is, and it brings you back a 10% return, 1,000 or $100 or whatever the number is. But what we have a hard time doing is investing in people and vendors and processes. And that's one thing I realized at an early age, the way for me to buy my freedom is to buy somebody else's time. That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there, this is Dave DeBow, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio, and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's bookachatwithdave.com. Yeah. I don't know if you're you're probably you're a reader, so I'm sure you've seen this book thrown around a little bit here. So the whole who not how concept is is phenomenal for that, that's for sure. Interesting stuff, Mike. So sounds like you, you know, like everybody, you've been off balance a few times, but you seem to get back on track pretty quickly and you've done some phenomenal things. What have been some of the the fun lifestyle type stuff, because you talk about, you know, memories over possessions, you know, having those experiences versus just gathering stuff. What, how does, how has that shown up for you in your life? Just an example. So my wife and I were just laughing about this, but our 21 year old son is on his third passport. My kids have seen the world, you know, and that only happens by being intentional about taking time off and, and creating those memories. And, you know, when the kids were little, some they you know the boys raced motocross my daughter was competitive dance and so you know some of it was just aligning with what they wanted out of life and just being able to have that freedom you know some of the, there's obviously the big trips and that kind of stuff but one thing that was really a big impact on me we had a fifth wheel like a, a travel trailer when the kids were little and one year we went on a mediterranean cruise and and saw you know we were on vacation for 20 days and saw greece and italy and turkey and all these things and ate at amazing restaurants and stayed at these amazing hotels on both ends. And then later that year, we took the fifth wheel to St. George, Utah and you know, spent a couple of days. And we would always ask the kids, like, what was your favorite trip of the year? Or what was your favorite memory? And bar none, every one of them said that, that fifth wheel trip to St. George, which probably cost us you know, $300 in fuel and probably 400 bucks. Like, so just remembering too, that it doesn't have to be a $100,000 vacation for it to be memorable. And I think that's the most impactful thing that, you know, I, you know, back to your question, just, just being present with the kids. And, you know, my kids are now 21, 19 and 17. Brian Tracy said something to, well, not to me, but I heard him say it when, when my kids were little that no, he never heard anybody say on their deathbed, I wish I wouldn't have spent that much time with my kids. And that really anchored for me. And so I guess that's the thing, you know, I mean, we've, we've seen the world, like I said, but you know, some of the best memories are camping, you know, in the fifth wheel and just little things, the kids one of their favorite things was going rollerblading when they were little. Just, I think we've just got to make sure that we're present. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. 
Very, very, very good advice. So, Mike, you've been podcasting for a while now. You've been doing all sorts of good stuff with speaking and whatnot. What, what do you find these days is the best way to get the word out about what you're doing and what you're up to and, and generating interest around you and, and your investment opportunities? What's working best for you these days? You know, there's a big, just even back to the conversation of being present, there's a big challenge that we experience in society right now with social media and, you know, online marketing and getting attention. But I think that's, I think it's that. I think we can build, if you're, if you're authentic and if you put the time into it and if you're consistent, I think we can build authentic relationships online, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, the mediums of podcast. I run into so many people, Dave, that meet me. And they're like, I feel like I know you. And that's such an interesting take in today's online world. And so I would just you know, and encourage your, your listeners and your audience to leverage that. Don't be scared of it. Lean into it and realize that that's where the world's going. So you can hide from it or you can capitalize on it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, something that I picked up on through our conversation here, Mike, is that you're a big proponent. It seems like you're a big proponent of surrounding yourself with like-minded people, you're part of different groups. I heard you talk about GrowBundance or GoBundance. I heard you talk about, you know, front row dads. What kind of an impact has that had on you? And, and when did you first really kind of clue into that? It's a great question. And I think it's probably one of the most important questions. I first clued into it when I was 24 years old and I started my, actually, I probably clued into it sooner, but this is where it had a major impact. I started a business at 24. I think we launched in June of 2004. And by the end of that year, we had like 15 employees and we were doing a million in revenue. Dave, we were growing so fast that I had no choice but to get out of my own way and look for mentors, advisors, coaches. I didn't even know what bookkeeping was. I was a plumber. I came out of the field. And so I've grown at every step so quickly that I've had to stay ahead of myself looking for mentors and leaders in my life. And so, you know, just even like your money partner formula, I got so excited when we started talking about it because it feels such a need. And there's so many people out there that will wait until they're in the gutter to go find help. And the reason why I have been successful is because I've always bought and paid to get in rooms or programs that I couldn't yet afford. And some, sometimes people don't make that connection, mm-hmm. you know, that, okay, well, as soon as I can afford Dave's program, then I'll take it. Well, that's kind of backwards. If you take Dave's program, then you're probably going to be able to, you know, 10x your money. And so I got it at an early age. You referred to the book, Who Not How. I've coached with Dan Sullivan personally for for two years. I'm not coaching with him any longer, but I was in the 10x program with Strategic Coach. And so I 100% contribute or attribute my success to getting in bigger rooms and paying for mentors. Yeah, that's very, very, very well said. Mike, you're a heck of an interesting guy. I'm sure a lot of people that are watching this or listening to this would like to connect with you, find out more about you. Where's the best place for them to go to find out all things Mike Ayala? Well, if you're a social media person, you can go to Instagram at the Mike Ayala. If you're old school, want to go to the website, it's www.michaelayala.com. I guess I'm old school. (laughs) Awesome, Mike. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you very much for sharing some insights and showing us that there is another way. You don't have to be a diehard workaholic. You can, you can actually have it all. You can have be, become this whole life millionaire. It's not all about making the bucks. It's about creating these experiences, spending time with the people that you love, surrounding yourself with other 
successful, like-minded people. And just really, to me, it just sounds like really enjoying life to the fullest and participating full on. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, man. We got one shot at this and that's why, you know, my podcast, Investing for Freedom, everything we do is about buying our times. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Mike. And everybody else, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.